irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Uh, we're about to have a fun show, but first some dates coming up. Uh, it, this is recorded in January, so I'll just uh, do the dates that I have right now. February 4th, Bray Improv. February 29th, The Rec Room with Bobby Slayton. Uh, and the Irvine Improv, which I'm headlining. Really need to sell that mofo out on April 21st which is a Tuesday. That's all I got so much right now. With me is my trusty sidekick who finally made our first road trip podcast, Alan Lee. Yeah, yeah, you know, I love being on the road and uh, I love being in Irvine. Yeah, and, uh, we're at the Irvine had, Improv. I had, I had a fun time driving down to San Diego Freeway, so it's, it's a road trip. Yeah, uh, we're at the Irvine Improv. We're about to interview Pat M- McGann. Pat McGann. It's going to be fun. I think it's going to be. He's uh, headlining the Irvine Improv this week. You could also see him January 11th at the Great Western Forum with Sebastian. That's right. He features for Sebastian. And he also has a comedy uh, special that he's about to release that was also produced by Sebastian. Now, before we get tied into Pat, we got some catching up to do with Alan Lee. Yeah. Alan? Yeah. Why did you miss the interview with Brian Regan? The fans have been... The, I, here's I, what happened. Was I in New York? In, I was in New York, I thought. No, you had a car issue. Your car... Remember, you were on the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So here's what happened. Yeah. Um, You're not going to believe this, but I've gotten maybe mm-hmm. 50 or 60 messages yeah. saying that you were the voice of Brian Regan. You're kidding. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, it's cool for you to be, you know, in that range, but it's not cool for me because everyone thinks I'm a liar. No, no, no. I'm glad I, I didn't make it then. Uh, because now that you tell me that, I, I'm really happy I didn't make it. Uh, because I could put that on my resume. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. All no, right. this is good. I can't believe this. Here we are. And um, it's, it's your home. The, uh, Irvine Improv. Yeah, it's. Yeah. We'll see if they recognize me because I'm growing a beard and long hair. No, I think. I look like Shaggy from Scooby Doo who uh, ate 20 pounds of Reese's Pieces. You, you, you think? I got fat, man. You think? Thank I, you, I thank think you, really? Christmas. I, this is, you know, I haven't seen you. Yeah, I went on the sc- I went on the scale. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, and it said 245. Mm-hmm. And what, I went on the scale mm-hmm. a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. It said, get a new scale. <laughs> well, I hope you get your uh, new scale for uh, your birthday. Uh, you get it for Christmas. Well, do you have any shows coming up that we could plug? You know what? Again, you can find me at the Tribal Cafe. and uh, during You're the, the house MC at the Tropical no, Cafe? The, not the house. The Tribal. Tribal. The Tribal. Downtown. Downtown. On Fremont. Fremont. And uh, you can find me there, and uh, you can sit down have coffee with me. Yeah. And uh, if you stay or don't stay, it's not a big deal to me because it's, you know, it's not a paid gig. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> well, we're about to rock out with yeah. Pat McGann. Mm-hmm. 
at the Irvine Improv. We're so gracious that he did the show, and uh, it's going to be fun, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, after the podcast, we'll go get some cheeseburgers. You, that's your, that, let's do it, bro. Yeah. And a shake. And a shake. And fries. And fries. We'll make that scale, we'll crack that scale open, bro. Excellent. <laughs> if you guys like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. And we're, uh, and give us great feedback or honest feedback. Sure. Just don't BS the feedback. Any contributions are all, uh, Oh, oh yeah, we're also on Patron or Patron or whatever the fuck that's called. Patreon. Patreon. It's called Patreon. There you go. At Razor Rips. No one's ever donated to that because we don't promote it that much. But if you'd like to send us a dollar and keep the show going, or as the hosts always say, Patron us. Patreon us. Please do. Patron. Patreon. Patreon us. Do it, please. Do it. Because someone has to pay for the lap dances for the big guy. <laughs> All right, guys. We're about to interview Pat McGann. Have fun. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee. Right here on LA Talk Radio. All right, guys, we're at, we're here at the Irvine Improv with Pat McGann. Pat, thanks so much for doing the show. Man. Of course, thank you for having me. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I, I was like, I was telling you before, I was a little scared because uh, the contact me button on our websites are very, very helpful. You know, yeah. Like they give you your manager or publicist or whatever, and you write them. And then when you don't hear from them, you're like, oh my God. So, <laughs> so then I did the Twitter. Who didn't you hear from? Uh, well, I mean, your, your manager, Alex, like he was putting them on blast. Right here. here you go. No, First no. minute of the podcast. No, no, no. He, he here was, you go. He's very nice because he responded. I mean, I'm trying to get in with levity, but yeah. so he responded very nice. But during the holidays. And oh, I was yeah, like, it was the holidays. That was, yeah. 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 So thank God for Twitter. And I yeah. was like, I was like, I was like, kind of scared because like your last tweet was the twenty fourth. I was like, oh, there's no way he's gonna respond. And then you responded. Yep. So that's really cool. Telling you, I'm on Twitter. I just don't tweet that much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you, Do you find it like when you're on social media like a little, a little scary sometimes? You know what I mean? It's just not natural for me. It's becoming more comfortable. Yeah. You know, I'm just. I grew up like, not just being. You know, keep your mouth shut just do sure, yeah. like no one cares about what you're doing yeah like so much of social media is so yeah. boastful oh yeah <laughs> bragging yeah <laughs> look at me look at me and that's as crazy that sounds because i'm a comic and i like to get on stage yeah. and get laughs yeah but i'm not like a you know look at me look at me sure yeah but you got to do that now so i'm trying to and actually really this year it's mm -hmm. one of my big things you know focus on is just boost social media because i do enjoy it when i do it and yeah when i come up with something and i want to share it and, sure. yeah. and i have fun interacting sure. with people mm -hmm. and um but yeah it's uh, it's it takes effort yeah exposure and the thing is like i don't know like i find social media really bad because i'm actually not really a sociable guy because i i have a form of autism called asperger's yeah. so i'm very you know socially awkward so like when i do social media it's kind of like worse because i just type things but i misread what people type sometimes you know what I mean? oh that can happen uh, yeah. to anybody yeah so, so you're not as socially awkward as 
a lot of people I know. Said, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That, that's that's the benefit of stand-up. Yeah, you yeah. feel good about that. Yeah, that's so true. stand-up. That's true. So, Pat, you're at the Irvine Improv. It's your first time headlining this weekend here, right? Yeah, first time here at this club. I'm excited to be out here. Nice. This is a good time of year to come to Southern California for our guy from Chicago. Yeah. You know, just get out of that weather, and uh, this is amazing to be out here. And, and I know it's going to be probably a little bit of a holiday hangover weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. People are probably spent. But um looks like there's already people lined up to come in. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have some good crowds. I heard the club's great. So. Oh, this is the best. This is one of the best clubs. Very good. Oh, yeah. But you, I thought you'd been here before with Sebastian. No, never through here. Oh, really? Wow. We've done Southern Cal. I've done some other venues mm-hmm. around here. Yeah. Um, but we've never done, mm-hmm. or I've never done that being probably. Yeah. So is it like, it's is it kind of nice for you as a comic where, you know, you spent a long time, you know, touring with a great comic and now you're heading out with your own and you just did a special, like you're getting, you know, like, is that pretty cool? Yeah, it's, it's great. You know, what he did for me is the most you can do for another comedian. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. He's getting behind the special. We taped it and he's producing it and now we just got to find a home for it so that's like the first step of 2020 find out where this thing is going to land and in the meantime i'm just trying to hustle get out there do my own shows uh, when i'm not with sebastian and and, um writing and trying to develop a lot of new material because when this thing hits a lot of that i'm going to have to dump a lot of that stuff then yeah all of it really so well because like for me like you know i've been on the road with norm and jeremy hots and jay moore and stuff and i feel like that like I, I eventually want to be a headliner. Yeah. But I'm very comfortable just being a feature. Sure. Does that make sense? Like, of course it does. Yeah. So like I don't know. I mean like you're headlining this weekend. I'm like oh my god this is awesome. Like I'm very proud. You know. Oh, thanks man. And I, I don't know you that way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I've, uh, I mean I've been closing rooms for a while. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that I've really felt like. Mm-hmm. Now I'm more confident in doing it. You know. Yeah. Even once you start closing rooms. Um, I think it's like takes a while to even master that part of it. Like yeah. you're ready, but you're not ready exactly. because you just continue to get better. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, you're, there's nowhere else to move up to. You're just in that role, unless you go out and you're doing yeah. theaters and you know bigger things. But uh, do you like doing theaters? Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. I don't. And like it really it. is different than the clubs. Like 100. It's a it's a real different feel. Yeah, you know, the feedback I, is like. Ten seconds after the joke, yeah, what's going on? the club is just more a little bit intimate. Mm-hmm. The theaters are more of a presentation, almost. I think like you're just doing. It's hard to break that wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in the clubs, it's almost like because I do. I used to do a ton of crowd work. Yeah, and then when I started going on with Sebastian, when I opened for him, I don't do any crowd work. You know, that's not the job of an opener. You go out there in a theater, you just do your material. Mm-hmm. So now when I go back in the clubs. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, oh man, I have to talk to these people a little bit, engage a little bit, have some kind of interaction because it's just that much more yeah. intimate. But the theater is, is really where it's at. I mean, it's they're, they're beautiful and uh, the crowds are so invested. I mean, they're coming out to see Sebastian and they've you know, spent money on tickets. They've had these plans for months probably. Yeah. Like this has been on their calendar. It's a night out for them. Yeah. So it's... Um, a little bit easier the wheels are a little bit more greased when you go out there and like they're pretty juiced yeah 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 it's like you can't fail yeah and they do a great thing too that before the show they do the sebastian face cam 
so they pan the audience and people have to make like their favorite Sebastian face. Oh, oh yeah. so that's kind of like my opener. Oh, <laughs> you know? like they are out there cool. doing that, yeah. and they kind of get into it, and then I can kind of tell like, oh, this crowd's gonna be fun. Oh, yeah, so cool. it's a good, uh, it's I, a good tell. I always found like uh, crowds that were full are gonna be fun. You know? Yeah, and like if it's one show, it's gonna be fun. If it's two shows, then you have to be like, oh, the second show is not gonna be as fun. Right, and you're, if you're with a draw, or if yeah. people are there to see that person, yeah. it's a total different atmosphere. Yeah. yeah, especially like when I was with Norm, like the first show would be hardcore Norm fans, the second show would be like people who are like dirty work fans. Oh yeah, so yeah. like they like scream out, do dirty work, and he'd do like. <laughs> He did like five hours the first show, and the second show would start at late. You know? Oh yeah! So it was just very. Uh, that must have been incredible working. I mean, I crossed paths with him. It, it was, yeah. It was, uh, it, you know, it was one of the. It, I think Norm Norm really saved me, kind of like how Sebastian gave you a lot of time. Norm gave me a lot of time. Yeah. You know? And he really trained me and stuff. And then uh, when I went on the road with Hots, uh, it was like a totally different. I wouldn't say better, but it was equally different experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was weird. Yeah, you learn a lot when you work with someone that closely and yeah. that, you know, that many times in different places. And you learn a lot. Yeah. So. When when you did the the, the Letterman, uh, how was that like? Like Because I wanted to do that, but he retired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, there goes my dream. Right? I was lucky I got that in. I, I um, we saw that clip. That was, I just sent... <laughs> I sent in content. I was recommended by Nick Griffin. Right. Um, I was working with Nick on the road at the Columbus Funny Bone, and he said there's new bookers at Letterman, and they're looking for people, and he kind of, like, walked me right to them, and then we started working on a set. And it took a while. It took, like, a good six months, and, you know, every day I was checking my email, hoping that it was coming through, and then finally got lucky enough to get on there. Wow. Yeah. And then... Um, I did do it one other time before he retired. I did it like in 14 and 15, I think. Yeah. And um, second time was just a lot more enjoyable in terms of like I was able to process, like enjoy it more. Like it was not like a blur like the first time. Yeah. Did you do panel or just the stand up? No, no, yeah. no. I just stand up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they like, brought me over to the couch. <laughs> kind of like chalked. Kind of like showed some pictures of my kids. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we talk cars. <laughs> but, but like, I always thought, like, you know, you know how Carson would pull people over and like talk to them. You know, I always thought, like, maybe if he did that with the comics, like Letterman, you know what I mean? Just pull people and they do panel and you know, oh, skip yeah. over Helen Hunt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they have Helen Hunt before you come out. You're last. Okay, last. Like opening of the show, Helen Hunt. Everyone goes wild. And it's like closing the show, Pat McGill. Yeah. 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 See, that was cool when I did it. I got it. The first time I did it, Kevin Bacon was the main guest. Oh, really? And then the second was, um, the second time I did it was Bill Hader. Oh, yeah. So it was cool, like, both I love, times. Was, I love both those guys. Yeah, and then, uh... You know, Bill Hader, like, for a comic actor, I actually think he's very talented as an actor. Oh, he's so good. Like, you know, Trainwreck was a comedy movie, but his acting was phenomenal. Yeah, he's a really, really good actor. And uh, Kevin Bacon, you know, whatever. <laughs> I think he's you just like his work. No, I love his work, but I think I like his name better. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, he's legend. Like Kevin, he's a, an ageless that dude. Oh, he's just not the same. It's like he yeah. Had, but did did you have a conversation with Kevin Bacon? No, and we said hello. And I, I don't know if I got a picture with him. I don't think I did. Wow. Just said hello and. 
Yeah. I was so nervous, dude. I was <laughs> I was not capable of talking to anybody. Yeah. I like I had a dream that I did in the Tonight Show because like I, I dream a lot. With which what host? Uh, Letterman because he was he's my hero. And I I dreamt that Emilio Estevez was. <laughs> oh really? Oh, it was a wet dream. <laughs> No I'm kidding. <laughs> but it's like, you know, a guy who no one's heard of since the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love Emilio. Yeah. So you should have kept Sheen. The Sheen's did better than the Estevez. I know, right? Yeah. Charlie Sheen? There you go. I heard yeah. Charlie Sheen's a like a cool guy. Is he? That's what mm-hmm. I heard. I don't know if it's true. Yeah, he's presented himself to be pretty yeah. pretty cool. He has that, he has that <laughs> super responsible too. Really, really cool. <laughs> So when you, when you started stand-up, did you have kids? Because a lot of your material now is based yeah. around your kids and your family. I did not have kids when I started. I started stand-up in like late 07 was the first time I did like a mic. Huh. And I was just talking about like anything. I had like jokes about homeschool and jokes about Taco Bell and huh. just observational random stuff. And then I started getting a little bit more personal mm-hmm. as like... I had more to talk about, you know, I got married, we had kids. Yeah. So I started in 07, and then our first child was 2012. Yeah. And at that time, I was really just talking about my life, so then I was like, that was my life. Mm-hmm. So it became really a lot about the kids and uh, being awesome. married. And, you know, as I looked, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. yeah. watching Johnny Carson. That's how he's and showing he's engaged. He's it's a hummer. <laughs> <laughs> But no, like I'm, I, I think one of the things I'm scared of, like getting married or having kids, is because I feel like I don't want to talk about that stuff. Like I want to talk about me. You know yeah. What I mean? And I feel like. Well, that would be you. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's also like it's little Jeffrey too, or yeah. whatever my kid's name is. I don't know. Well, whatever you, whatever you're talking about, if you're talking about your life, it's always that change, it's always going to evolve. Yeah. And what better way to. I'm not saying go have kids to help your act. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, like, it's a lot of just don't be scared of change yeah. or progress or doing new things because that's going to bring you yeah. new stuff to talk about. I'm glad you made that clear because like with my Asperger's, I would misconstrue that and I'd go home and be like, yeah, I interviewed Pat McGann and he said I should have kids to be better. Oh, I got to get a girl pregnant. <laughs> I really, if I'm serious about this. <laughs> So I'm gonna hit the strip club and try and find a lady. Yeah, <laughs> that's where you would go. Yeah. Come on, Keith. Great, great no, the um, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Parenthood. Uh, I think. Uh, I think so. Uh, I think because like I I can barely take care of myself. I don't know if I, I you know what I mean. I, I can't have kids until I can take care of myself. <laughs> Right. Does that make sense? Sure. That's like the first step to good parenting. That is. Yeah. That's a responsible, so. a responsible thing to notice. So. Where did you meet your wife? I met her in a bar. Oh, really? I did. <laughs> on a, uh, a St. Patrick's Day party. Oh, wow. <laughs> Some friends had, yeah. And we knew each other, though, from our neighborhood. Like, I knew who she yeah. was, but I didn't, like, know her, know her. Yeah. So we kind of hit the ground yeah. running. And, uh, what was your pickup line? Hey, you're not wearing any green? <laughs> no, I said, uh, I asked her if she was from uh, St. Cashman's, which is our parish where we grew up in the south side yeah. of Chicago. And she, I knew that's where she was from. Yeah. And so what I said, I asked her yeah. just so she would say yes. Yeah. I wanted to get her in the head of saying yes, yes. to me. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, that's cool. No, I just asked, and then I, we just started talking. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have like a pickup line there. Yeah, I'm like really bad when I'm talking to Yeah. I used to have some lines. I used to have a thing, um, we would do the, a mapkin. 
Uh-huh. We draw a map of the bar and a napkin, uh-huh. and then make it like a treasure hunt <laughs> to where we were sitting was where the treasure was. Oh. We had it delivered to the girl, yeah. and then she had to go. It was a map of the bar, yeah. and she had to come find us for the the free drink, the treasure. <laughs> I like that. I don't High success rate. A map on the napkin. There I'm gonna go. try it. There you go. Yeah, because like what I always use is like a girl would be drinking out of a bar and I'd just go up to her and I'd act like I'm ordering a drink. I'd be like, No, I'm not the kid from Two and a Half Men. <laughs> <laughs> or you should tell her that you are. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. That's, yeah. Right. That's right. You should tell me. That's not a bad line. Yeah. <laughs> the napkin's better though. Yeah. So I'm gonna try the napkin. So it's gonna be fun. So, uh, in Chicago, uh, you started off as a house MZ at Zany's. Yeah. What was that like? Is like That was probably the first biggest thing for me. It definitely was the first biggest thing for me, getting asked to do that. Because they weren't doing house MCs at the time. Right. And they went back to this house MC model um, where they would book you by month. Yeah. So, I would get months of work at the, at the time. And... Um, you know, when I first got the offer, I was like, I don't want to host. Like, because hosting had this negative connotation to it. Yeah. When I was starting, when you're doing mics and when you're doing, like, shows, you want to do a, you want to be booked for a spot. You know, you want to host the show. Right. Well, I didn't realize, like, what a great opportunity it was. So, anyway, um, started doing that. And like I said, I got so much stage time because Zany's in Chicago, where I was working, is open seven nights a week. Nice. It was only, uh, oh, my only night off was Mondays. So I worked Tuesday through Sunday. I lived right by the club. This is when I was just dating my wife. And then as we were getting married, these were those years. So I was had steady work. And I would be working at one stretch. I did nine months in a row. And I got all this stage time. I got, like, we were doing 15 shows a week sometimes. Yeah. I was on stage constantly. Oh. So it was incredible. Would that like would that like hurt your writing process or would like you do? A it did a little bit. It would sometimes like where I got good on that from that experience was getting comfortable on stage and talking to the audience. Yeah. And really like being a host, and then also like my net the networking, the people that I met there, the comics that I worked with. Every week there were new comics coming in, yeah. so I worked with. You know, it was like. I didn't have to travel the country to work out with all these people. They came to me. Yeah. I was home, and I was um, so there was places where you it kind of stymied some growth. Like I wasn't doing long sets. I wasn't like going up there and doing a lot of new material because I was not wanting to lose the audience. I would get them with the crowd work, and then I want to hold them. So I used stuff I knew that worked. So I wasn't writing as much then. I don't think, but I was getting better from just the stage time. Yeah. Did any uh, hosts or fe- not hosts or headliners and uh, features ever like play jokes on you when you're a host? Not really. Really? Oh. <laughs> because I think that that's the funnest thing when you're on the road. You know, you go tell a host. You know, when like the headliner's on stage, you know, you'd be talking and you'd be like, because the host is usually like the new. It's either the usually yeah. the newest comic or the best comic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those two. So then, like, um, because I tour with Jay Moore right now, so like one of the things we do is we. We say we have the sound guy play a song, and we have, the comic has to make a joke about the song. Oh, okay. If it's not funny, we're just going to give him shit. <laughs> so the host didn't make a joke, and then Jay's on stage, and I'm talking to him, and I was like, "Yeah, this is like 
Thursday, you know, I was like, you might not want to come back on Friday or Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, yeah, just get to this. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah, so that's what I liked about the Danes thing is the host was not, like, that was our club. Yeah. The House of the Seas. So people that came in, they didn't realize it right away, but then they realized that, like, we worked there all the time. We knew the staff. We knew we were part of, like... Yeah. But we also were comics, so... Yeah. I mean, I usually hit it off with most of the people I worked with. Mm-hmm. You didn't really run into too many, uh, too many assholes. You know... Just a, a few I could count. <laughs> you know, those uh, comics are, like, way more uh, laid back than musicians when you're, like, on the road with them? Oh, yeah. Have you ever opened for a musician? Not really, no. I don't think I have really worked with many musicians. Yeah, they're... Uh, they're more intense. They're more all about singing and not telling jokes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not as they're not as fun. I mean, not every comic wants to hang, talk, and do all that. That's true. That's true. There's some different. So, what do you think about podcasting? Because I know you have a podcast, and I know you do. I used to. You used to. I was doing with the with the White Sox. Yeah. And that was fun, um, but it's just kind of like. It was difficult to do because it was guest oriented and those guys were so busy and I was getting really busy starting to travel up. Just didn't really have, didn't go on, you know? It just kind of died a slow death. Um, I love podcasts. I don't listen to a ton of podcasts, um, but I I, I think I'm going to start my own. Yeah. I should have 10 years ago. But um, I like it. Yeah, I think pro podcast. Yeah, I find them as a comedian like uh, it's it's kind of like doing a show in a way. You know what I mean? It's still doing comedy and still because yeah. you never know who listens to it and who's gonna make who laugh. And I like that's why I became a comedian to make other people laugh. You know, that's why I like it. Why, why do you like it? <laughs> I like to just sit here and vote. I love how you just set up a question for you to answer. Day, you know, well, here's why I, how did I, I asked the question. Yeah. I have a thoughtful answer <laughs> to it. Because I knew the question was coming. <laughs> that's, I, that's how I got started. I'm yeah. coming, you know, I was you know, just a little in the room. Right. This is going to be like a really odd question, but uh, but you, but I'm going to ask. What you're going to do? We're going to ask it because you have a, a great answer for it. Uh, uh, answer, uh, I'm done. <laughs> you're going to give a better answer. There you go. There you go. Go ahead. Uh, have you ever met John Cusack? I have not met him. Like officially met him. Okay, I've seen the same place as him. Oh yeah. A few times. Oh, how how was that? Was that intense? Um, yeah. I mean, he's. You know, Chicago guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not everybody loves him in Chicago, though. Really? Oh, tell us the story. I don't really have any stories. I just, yeah. you know, there seems to be some. Yeah. There's some stories. Yeah. But he's uh, undeniable, man. Yeah. His career, his. Uh, yeah. I'm like obsessed with the. Do you love him, John Cage? Oh, are you really? Yeah. <laughs> just... so we ask every single guest a story because we. We should we should name this rename this podcast. Uh, where's John Cusack? No, we love John Cusack. Yeah, really love about him. I love how he, I, I love how his movies in a way it's kind of like a stand-up comedy and he doesn't know he's a comedian, oh, yeah. just by his acting and he's so intense and real, and it just makes you laugh. And I think he doesn't know that. What's your favorite John Cusack movie? You're really gonna laugh. It's called The Bagman. The Bagman? Yeah. I don't know if I've seen that one. It, 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 it was, was like... Was Joan in it? 
No. no. It, was where, movies, right? it was where he played a hitman and he took a bag from Robert De Niro and he's just trying to like hold it in a motel for two hours or whatever. Maybe I did see that movie. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. To check it out. But like that that's why like that's the type of artists that fascinate me, even when I see a comedian. Like I love comics who like when you see them do a set, they're not necessarily like, funny the first time you see them, but you know they're funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Emo Phillips, I love that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that was Emo. Yeah, he, he was a big uh, Chicago. He started there, yeah. Chicago. He's great. They love my zanies. Yeah, it's like or they got like paintings up of him when he comes through. He still comes through every now and then. Yeah, but you, but you know what I'm saying? Like that artist where like you're like, oh, oh he sure. changes that vibe. Yeah. Sometime. So that's why that's why I love John Cusack. Why do you love John Cusack? <laughs> I love John Cusack because that's a subliminal. I can hum through that and you go on and on about him. And, and this is very good practice for me. <laughs> I hold the thought. <laughs> I, uh, I once did uh, meet Joan Cusack at a show. And like she came to the green room after and she's like, oh, you're really, really funny. And I'm the president of John Cusack fan club so I know everything about really yeah so I knew that they were sisters but I was making a joke you know I was like yeah thanks is your husband John here <laughs> and she just thought I was the stupidest person in the world really. <laughs> but like I was kind of getting off on that yeah you know? I don't know it's just my it's funny where was the show it was at uh, LA called the M Bar. Oh yeah, I don't I'm know fine. if they yeah I'm fine. It's gone. is it gone and she randomly came out there huh yeah I don't that's know cool it's fun when uh, sometimes I get these Sebastian shows and be like De Niro was at the Radio City show. Oh, really? Yeah. But did you remember we were just in Vegas and like Coach K, another big Duke basketball fan. And grew oh, up, like, my God. Duke, Coach K's from Chicago. He was out there in the fourth row. Oh. So that's fun when you get to see some of those people out there. How long have you been a Duke fan? Since I was a kid. Before everyone hated Duke. I'm talking like 85, 86. Yeah. My dad was. Um, uh, college basketball fan. We used to watch DePaul a lot. DePaul was very good in the 80s. And Duke was, uh, would get televised and Coach K was from Chicago and that was like the thing. This guy's from Chicago. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's root for them. And they were really like the underdogs at that point. I remember when they beat UNLV in 91, I think. 90, 91. Yeah. They were the underdog. People liked Duke. Then they got tired of them. Now they think, now they, who's your favorite Duke, Duke basketball player ever? Probably Bobby Hurley. Bobby Hurley? Yeah. Alright. Grant Hill. Grant Hill? I love Grant Hill. You didn't know, you know Grant Hill? Lightner. Dave Perry. The guy who who I, I like, I want to say we're friends, but like, I check out his groceries at the store that I work at, yeah. JJ Reddick? Uh, no. Cherokee Parks. Cherokee Parks? Yeah. Oh, that's a great name. Yeah. Yeah, you remember the Mavericks? Yeah. He's like a tall dude with all these tattoos and stuff. Yeah, he's kind of... Yeah. Is he from California? I think he is, yeah. But yeah, I, he always had like a kind of hippie vibe. Yeah. Uh, but like he always comes in with his Duke jersey on. So next time I see him with that, I'm going to like... I'm going to send it on Twitter to you. Like, yeah, nice, yeah. I'd yeah, love to see a picture of you in Cherokee Parks. Yeah, and his Duke jersey. That, that, that's yeah. the key. It's funny that he wears the jersey. <laughs> it's kind of odd. Because, like, you know, people don't really know who you are. You gotta wear a jersey of who you are. Yeah, you know? it's like wearing a shirt that says 
John Hughes. I played at Duke. Yeah. <laughs> I played basketball at Duke. It's <laughs> a helpful hint. That would be the best jersey ever. <laughs> if you were a basketball player, what number would you be? 21. 21? What is that? I just like that number. Yeah? I liked it when I was a kid. Yeah. Is it because you got blackjack a lot? Oh, you. Oh. 21? 21? Uh, I would be nine. Nine is not really a legal basketball number. Really? Why not? I mean, it is. But the numbers that are over five, mm -hmm. I guess nine is. Mm -hmm. But like, in, like 16, 17, 18, yeah. 26, 27, 28, 29. Used to be like you, the refs had to hold to be able to hold a number on two hands. Oh, that, so that makes sense. That was the rule. That's why you never saw like a guy named number 26 or 27. Yeah. Now you do because they had so many players over the years that ran out of numbers. I just like nine because you could turn it over to a six. Oh, there you go. All right. That's interesting. <laughs> What's your favorite number? <laughs> well, so it was, you know, including me in this conversation, I would say, well, 29. 29? Uh, what is that, Alan? I like it. It's before 30, and it's the end of your 20s. And, uh, you know, for me, that's, that's it. It is before 30. That's the important number in one's life. For a second, for a second, I thought he was paying attention to his podcast, and he was going to say, Yo, you I can was. turn the numbers. Come on, I win. 29 to 6. Well, we're running out of time, Pat. But, uh, I'm Pat. And, <laughs> very kind and but, Yeah. But uh, where can the folks at home find you? Yeah. Uh, my website, patmcgancomedy.com. Twitter, my very active hot Twitter page, at McGannPat. And my Instagram, I post a lot. I do post Instagram. more on Instagram. Yeah. At McGann underscore Pat. Okay. That's where I'm, uh, mm -hmm. I spend most of my social media time. Oh. Well, the, the John Cusack talk actually uh, like comes into play with this interview because he did a movie called Serendipity, which was about you know meeting someone mm -hmm. random. And I tweeted you, and through serendipity, you responded. It was serendipitous. Yeah. Oh, not. Right? I like that. Well, Pat, thank you so much. It was a pleasure, man. And, uh, Indeed. Thank you. Keep that out. Thank you, sir. All right, guys. Follow Pat again. Thanks. And uh, he's also going to be in L.A. We'll get this out mm -hmm. for Jan uh, January 11th at the Great Western Forum. At the Forum, yeah. Oh, did they change it? Showtime. The Forum. Oh, I thought... Is oh, is it, it the Great Western Forum? Yeah, the uh, Forum. Oh, yeah, the Forum. The Forum. Oh, okay. I live by the Forum. It's the same place. Okay, yeah. All right. It's going to be there. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And that's the light. we got to go. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Love you guys. Yes. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash KeithRaza. And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash KeithRaza. If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.